Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. There's something that happens when you travel. And I just noticed this week, I I actually went to Colorado. So I flew for the first time in a long time. And, um, but it reminded me of something that I thought would make a great observation to start today's episode with. When we travel, we do something really bizarre at the airport. Everyone is dying to get on the plane as soon as possible, which doesn't make sense if you think about it, because when they're on the plane, they're just sitting there. So if you're like the first one on the plane, you have to sit there while everyone else boards the plane. You have to get hit in the head by people walking by, their backpacks getting slapped in the faces with their jackets. Their their luggage is like hitting you over the head as they're trying to get it in the overhead compartment. They're banging on your seat as they're stuffing something underneath. Yet everyone is dying, dying to stand by the podium and wait for their, their group number to be called. And it never made sense to me. Why not B? Even if you're group one or A, why wouldn't you just wait? Do you want to sit on the runway? Do you want to sit with that many people boarding and clobbering you as they get on the plane? What is the deal with that? Why are we in such a rush? It's not like you get first dibs on a lay flat seat. You just get to sit in your seat longer on the runway. And you, by the way, you know you have your seat. It's not like they're going to give it to someone else. Now that I've said that there's only one time that this does not apply, there's one time that you should just run for your life to get on the plane. And that's when they come on the speaker and they say, the flight is very full. Would anyone like to check their carry-ons? Now, if they say that, that means there's a good chance your carry-on is not going to fit in the overhead compartment. In like which case, you know what you have to do. You have to trample people to get on the plane, trample them. Don't be nice about it. Just run over their head, push them to the ground, get to your seat so you can put your overhead luggage in. You guys know that's a joke, right? I'm not giving, I'm not giving advice to trample anyone on this podcast, okay? Let me just cover my ass legally. But I am saying, if they ever say that, ignore everything I've said up until this point. For the rest of you, if they don't say that, just take your time. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to rush. Why do you want to get on the plane so you have to be squished in your seat for an extra 40 minutes while everyone boards? I'm kind of obsessed with humans, human behavior, and the things we do all day, every day that we're not even paying attention to. I'm your host, Jenna Kingsley. Welcome to Social Studies. I promise you it is nothing like the social studies you learned in school. Okay, now would be a good time to get into this week's Don't Hate Me. Uh, Guys, as you know, the Olympics are in full swing. I cannot stop watching it. I watch it. It's always on television. I love it. These athletes are insane. Their stories are insane. There's one commercial, by the way. It's a Toyota commercial. And I actually Googled it. So I'd have the information here for you when I did this. But the swimmer is Jessica Long. And she is... um, Paralympic swimmer. It's a Toyota commercial. She was adopted uh, from Siberia. And when I see that commercial, which runs constantly during the Olympics, 
I cry every time as though I haven't seen it before. And I Googled it because it's actually a true story. And the commercial debuted at the Super Bowl. If you haven't seen it, Google it. It's so beautiful, this commercial. And I just sob every time like it's new to me. I find all the Olympian stories very touching. They always have such beautiful stories. But here's the thing I wanted to mention about the Olympics. And don't hate me, okay? Because I, I do, I, I take these Olympic sports very seriously. And I know how hard the athletes worked. And it's literally something I could never do. I went bicycle riding when I was in Colorado this week. I can only bike downhill. If the hill has even the slightest incline, it is too much work for me. So please know that I am no one to make any judgments about sports or athleticism. But I do have a question. This is just between us. Do you guys ever get the sense that they are making up some sports at the Olympics? Don't hate me. Don't hate me. But it does sometimes seem like that, right? Look, I know they've added climbing to the Olympics, but now there's like, it's sport climbing. So they run up the wall. By the way, they have to be so strong and so in shape. I'm not doubting that it it is the ultimate triumph of athleticism, but it seems like there's some sports they make up at the Olympics. Sports we never heard of. I mean, I used to have a big issue with curling. Not an issue, again, I don't want to offend. I know it's a very serious sport that I could not do. And I don't doubt the athleticism, but it does kind of look ridiculous. These people mopping the ice away from the puck. They're sweeping it really fast. I don't know. Like like they've been spending too much time with their Swiffer and then they're like, let's become professional Swiffers. I always felt that way about curling, but now I feel that way about a lot of the sports. And again, I want to say, does not take away from the validity of the athletic experience. Um, I could never do any of those things. In fact, I'm a lazy loser. I was just wondering, and don't hate me, if some of the sports are fake. I did see, by the way, ESPN was on this weekend. They had air guitar, an air guitar competition on ESPN. So just know, if you're not athletic, you can still win an athletic championship on ESPN playing air guitar. For this week's Get Involved, uh, I'm going to have to say it's After the Altar on Netflix. It's Love is Blind After the Altar. You guys know from previous episodes, my obsession with Love is Blind when they met through the wall and then some of them got married. And After the Altar is the season two of this thing. And I just have to say, first of all, I want to apologize. This might be a spoiler. I don't know. I'm not going to, I haven't watched it all. I've only watched two episodes so far, maybe three, but get involved, okay? Because it is so good. And I just want to say, Jessica, unfortunately, seems less crazy this season, which is unfortunate for all of us because her craziness was maybe the best part of season one. She seems... So far, two or three episodes in, like she has it all together. And also who knew Mark was such a dog? Mark is a player. Here we were last season thinking Mark was too nice and a doormat. And here he is just making babies everywhere and dating everyone behind everyone's back. And then for my favorite thing that's happened so far at the anniversary party, what happens with Damien and Gigi? Let me just say, I'm not going to spoil it for the people that have not watched yet, but what he does at the anniversary party 
I really hope that she never speaks to him again. That's my hope for Gigi. Damien, I liked you. And now you've ruined it. You have ruined it. Anyway, guys, get involved. If you are not a Love is Blind watcher, I'm sorry to waste a minute of your life by talking about this. Guys, write to me and let me know what you think of After the Altar because I'm obsessed and I want to talk about it with everyone. A quick announcement before we begin. I am looking for submissions uh, from my listeners, topics that you would like me to discuss. I will give you credit on air, uh, but there are so many things you guys write to me about and I love it. And uh, I really want you guys to be involved. As I always say, my goal here is to make social studies a community. So any... uh, topics you think we should be discussing on here, please write to me and let me know. And I will give you full credit on the episode. As always, thank you for your reviews, your uh, writing to me, your sharing on social. Keep it up, guys. It really makes a difference. I'm hoping to be here for a while with you guys. And the only way to do that is to spread the word. Guys, today we have Amber Katz on. She is a writer, a blogger, a copywriter, and an all-around awesome person. Amber, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jenna. I'm so excited to be here. I also want to start by telling everyone, you must follow Amber on Instagram. She posts the best content. I, You know, guys, I'm really picky about what people post, and she posts, hands down, the greatest content and stories on Instagram. Especially, yeah, I don't love the whole... Instagram feed, like influencer vibe of it all. But I love, um, you know, going through things, going through other people's Instagram feeds and posts and stories and everything. And just sort of like, yeah, I sort of do like an edit every day of like everything from political memes to funny screenshots from Twitter to sometimes a little bit of beauty in there. But yeah, it's really my Instagram content is really like not not beauty heavy surprisingly right. it's not it's not beauty heavy and i have nothing against beauty heavy but that's why i'm saying guys follow her too it truly is your instagram every time i see anything i want to share it reshare it all so, nice. so you Thank have a really you. good eye for content Thank you amber was recently on instagram talking about a topic and i was like this is so perfect for social studies uh, she was talking about buying things, and we could all relate to this, buying things that you don't actually use or wear, but you're like obsessed with buying it. And I think we all do this about something and yours was hair accessories. Yes. So I actually had a couple, but yeah, I have an obscene amount of hair accessories. Some I'm given because of the nature of my job and many I have bought with my own American dollars <laughs> and I have used exactly zero. I mean, I really, I don't use anything in my hair regularly other than like hair ties, maybe a bobby pin if I'm going to like a special event. And I have a metric ton of headbands. I have clips. I have what else? Barrettes. I use I use none of them. And it's so weird. And I just moved and I pared down my stash, but you would think because of the utility of these things that I would pare the stash down to zero. And I pared it down by like maybe 20%. Like, I don't know what I'm going through, Jenna. I don't know. Okay. So I'm so fascinated by this because I, I, we all have something we do this with. Like I do this with dresses. I always say I shop for the wife that I don't have, by the way. And I hate formal things. I don't like to go to formal. I'm a very casual person. That's amazing. And I don't wear them because where am I going? Even in non-COVID times. You also bought up uh, buying earrings that you don't wear. I can so relate to that. Yeah. Sometimes I could wear a gold hoop. That's it. But I wanted to buy like a bigger gold hoop, like a thicker gold hoop. And when I wear them, I feel like I'm playing dress up. 
I any so I would love to wear gold like gold hoops. That seems really chic. Like I do wear tiny. They have to be huggies. Like they literally cannot be like below my earlobe. I don't know who made this rule, but yeah. I am like a staunch, you know, proprietor of it. Anytime I put on an earring that is bigger than microscopic, I take it off and I put it in my purse like midway through the dinner. Like I can't even be seen at a restaurant. Same. Like not even like an actual party. I can't even be out to dinner with like one friend. Like. What do, do I think it's like, am I in like afraid of being in witness protection? Like, why can't I just wear different jewelry? I don't know. It's I like, have the same so thing. I love gold hoops, but I wanted to be more aggressive with the gold hoop. And I went and I bought these bigger hoops. And even my friends were like, nah, nah. I think it looks, I don't know if I'm like, I can't pull it off. I look like I'm faking. You know what it is? I think it's like a, it's your energy about it. And your energy is that, right. that's what I think. Like your energy is just, it's not that kind of party for you. And you are, you're feeling weird affects everyone else. And I think I'm the yes. same way. I love, it's, it's so, so true. Weird. Yeah. You feel like you're like playing a role. Yeah. The people that wear those like long earrings that hang down. I'm like, that is yeah. so, how are they so comfortable walking around, not like comfort wise, just the confidence to be that person. So true. And I, I always think of it as like something that's for like older people, but like, when am I going to stop thinking that? Cause as I said, I am 40. Like you would think when would be the time when I'm 41? (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's obviously not about being a grown up. Right now I have little studs in, but by the way, even studs for me, this is a new step. Any wow. earring, I feel like you're like screaming or something. Uh, yeah, it's like I'm playing dress up. Like I'm like, people yeah. see me coming with these tiny studs and they're like, oh my God, here's the girl with the earrings. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Emma Shagormley. We are two best friends with one common obsession beauty. beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We tried it all and we've got your back. We'll be calling on all our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. Consider us your beauty 411 and sometimes your 911. From how to fix brassy hair to the pros and cons of laser facials and always with a cocktail in hand, always. So be prepared to be obsessed. Check out Lipstick on the Rim wherever you get your podcasts. You just moved. So, okay. So when you were moving, cause I want to, I want to talk about par- like throwing things out and paring down. Cause I've moved so many times. I'm a professional of, and I throw out everything, but there's certain things oh, it's such a I can't throw out. Interesting. I would like to know what. I'm going to tell you, they are so ridiculous. Cause I throw everything out. Like I am so good at throwing things out. I have a like random like attachments. When I tell you like one of the things I can't throw out, I sound like I can't wait. I my brain should be donated to science. (laughs) I don't know where I got it. It's still in the packaging. Mm -hmm. I've been now moving around with it for fifteen years, and it's a comb in the shape of a mustache. Oh my god. It's a comb in the shape of a mustache. And it's in like a mustache. I don't know. (laughs) It's not for a mustache. I think it's like an old timey like mustache. It's like a handlebar mustache comb. Interesting. Yeah. And it's still in the packaging. And for some reason, (laughs) I can't bring myself to throw it out. And now that I mentioned it, it, yeah. And now that I mentioned it, I think I'm going to do like a giveaway on for the social studies podcast of the comb because. It's still in the packaging. And guys, if you're listening, I will have this up on the social studies um, Instagram. 
and there will be some sort of way to win this comb out of my life. I feel like I'm envisioning like, you know, like those those guys from like the old timey movies who would like tie women to like train tracks and they had that kind of comb and they would probably use that kind of comb to like comb their mustache. I feel like that's the dream recipient for this. It's, it's such a weird thing to not be able to part with. First of all, I don't use combs. Yeah. Uh, my son doesn't even want the comb. And we're carrying the comb home to home in the packaging. <laughs> I can't just throw though. it out. At least it's really like, it's such a bizarre it's thing. And it's not fancy. It's not like, oh, I'm coveting like a golden comb. Like it's a plastic <laughs> so piece of trash. That's and hilarious. I can't, what are some things in your move that you just couldn't get rid of? That's a really good question. Oh my God. I have so many books. I actually did pare down my book stash by like... I want to say like 30%, which was pretty good for me. Yeah. Um, what couldn't I throw out? Um, oh God, I don't know. Oh, candles. Weird. That's another thing I actually hoard and rarely use. I do use them a little bit for the, but for the amount I have, it's absolutely insane. Like I light a candle only in colder months of the year and not even that often because I get migraines. And yet, like, I have, like, an entire drawer full of candles. And I use them so slowly. It's crazy. You know, it's funny you say that because now I realize I, too, have a candle hoarding problem. I don't burn my candles. Yeah. And I don't know why because I'm not, like, saving them. I'm not like, oh, let me save it. Yeah. I same. think burning it, I think my mom put it so deep in my head that I'd burn my apartment down. And if you oh, knew me, th th there's a good chance. Because um, <laughs> you haven't, like, even I, every time I cook, the fire alarm goes off. But... I also hoard my candles. I yeah. don't use them. And I have an entire candle drawer. It's crazy. Yeah, I will probably go through maybe three candles a year and I get at least 10 candles a year that I hang on to. Yeah, and when people give me candles now, it's so funny you brought up candles. I feel anxiety because I'm like, oh, it's yeah. another candle that I'm not gonna... Yeah. I love this gift because it's. I love how they smell and I want to be candle burner. And when I, when I go places and they have a candle burning, I'm always like, oh, this is so nice. I should burn a candle. Totally feel the same way. And I even like, <laughs> I burn a candle for like maybe 20 minutes and I'll like be watching a real world marathon. And then like 20 minutes later, I have to like blow it out because it's too much. I don't know. Oh, you feel it's too much scent. I feel it's too much scent. I think that's the major problem with me. And some of them, I feel like weirdly, like I'm like being wasteful about them and I just like want to hoard them. Some of them. Honestly, it's just like, a, I don't know. I only really want the scent for like 20 minutes. That is so funny. I've been seeing a lot of ads on Instagram for a candle that I want to buy now that we we've talked it out. And it's so trashy. I have this very trashy side, Amber. It's like a it. candle that as you burn it, there's like surprises inside. I think that's fun. <laughs> I don't hate like it. Like I'm 12 years old. I actually did an episode where I discussed pinatas. There's something about like... Oh, I heard that one. Not, yeah. not knowing like what's inside. Like... I want to buy this candle now. I want to buy one for like my niece. I think she'd like it. I think there's like a ring in it. Like, by the way, I'm sure it's not a fancy ring because the candle's yeah. $26. I want to know what but, the candle smells like that comes with a surprise. Like, I mean, and that's a candle I might get behind burning because you, you're you burning it with like a purpose. Yeah, that's very like, interesting. Get, yeah. Yeah, and there's no incentive to burn any of my other candles, clearly. <laughs> you might need presents inside. That's true. You might need... <laughs> the irony would be like if there were a hair accessory and I was like dying to get it to not wear it at the end of my candle that I never use. Like I'm just looking to like clog my apartment with things that are of no use to me.
I don't know if other people are like this though. I think most people are just burning candles all the live long and like, that's I, great. <laughs> I don't know. I can't do it's it. It's like candle anarchy out there and we're hoarding our candles. When we hang up, I'm literally going to light a candle. I'm going to become, it's going to be like Hanukkah. I'm every Love night, for, you know, Hanukkah. eight nights, I'm going to light a candle and I'm going to just try out all my candles. I don't want to die with a drawer full of unburned insane. candles. Yeah. I, I'm an oarsman in your canoe about this. <laughs> Amber, I know you were a big blogger, as was I. Is blogging still a thing or is it all vlogging now? Blogging is still relevant, I think. But is it the thing people care about in my experience? Not really. People care about it, but they care about Instagram and TikTok way more. And these things are cyclical. And I think that, you know, people care about Instagram a lot right now. I think TikTok is going to, you know take over Instagram. And it's so funny about TikTok is I hate algorithms so much. I feel like it ruined Instagram. It ruined Facebook. It ruined Twitter. It's just, I like seeing things as they happen because otherwise I, there's so many people I follow. I don't see anything. Right. But TikTok, that algorithm is life. Totally. Like without the algorithm, you'd be lost in a sea of 1 billion videos. I only wish some dating app would like adopt the interest like the marriage of tiktok dating sign me up by the way amber that's a great idea you need to like go i mean i should yeah the way that got to know me and like the like roots of my soul and all of my topics respectively there should be tiktok dating there absolutely should be like if you have like three or four interests that align like they should set you up with someone yes they know things about me that I don't even know until I see it. I discovered that I like like haunted house and ghost stuff (laughs) and like this other new agey insane stuff. Like it really got into like my psyche very quickly. Back to the blogging for one second. Amber, are people still reading blogs? Are they sitting down and reading blogs Well, here's the thing. Like, it's all about just being where people are. And people are not... Like, people used to be on their browser at work and, like, putting in blog names and reading them. Or they had, like, a feed or whatever, like, a subscription via email or whatever. That's where people were. And now, you just have to go where the people are. Now, they are on Instagram. But very quickly, I think they're going to be more on TikTok. But certainly, right now, we're in this space where they're in both places. So you just want to be where the people are, you know? I've been doing this blogging thing for 15 years, literally this month was my 15 year anniversary. So if I were looking to make that, you know, my like work and like my, you know, like continuing that path and really investing time in it, I would really like look to Instagram and TikTok. But at this point, like I just shifted the focus to my copywriting business, frankly, because I like it and you know, right. that's how I'm paid. Um, and there was a time where I was sort of like, you know, not really getting like, I couldn't really figure out the way I wanted to like make Instagram work for me. And I found that for me, like if I'm trying too hard on Instagram, it makes me like cringe. Like I can't do it. And I found that I really, what I really like doing on Instagram is curating other Instagram content. I know you're a Twitter Love user. Twitter. I always say Twitter's my favorite other than TikTok now of all the social medias. Me too. Why are we? You're like my my soulmate of of social media. (laughs) Totally. Because first of all, I always, you know, back in the day, I always liked to see who could be funny in 140 characters. That's what Twitter was for me. Then it became like now, even if I'm watching a show and I want to know what people think of like this plot line or that or what what this one did on the real housewives like you just search the hashtag and you can see people's conversations about it and i just think it is such a 
great way to get people's take on a topic that's unfolding in the world at the time. Yeah. Like the Real Housewives. I totally <laughs> no, agree. But whatever your, a bigger whatever one. Thing yeah, is, whatever it is. I think Twitter about it on Twitter. I think Twitter is just the greatest. I think it took thing. me a long time to get into Instagram. Um, and like, like it took me years to even like, un- just not hate it. Cause it was like a lot of it's fake, frankly. And I just couldn't with the posturing and like the preening and like the hashtag ads. Like I was like vomiting every time I went on there. I, it's, and I love Instagram stories Same. because, because I love that you can create a story like a beginning, middle and end or something funny or yeah. You could kind of just make an entertaining... What I like, of the thing I think that bothers me the most about like the Instagram feed versus Twitter versus t- Instagram stories is just like, yeah, it's more, it's far more authentic. Like to me, the feed, very little, not to say that it's never authentic, but it's just, I don't know, there's a lot of room for like artifice there. Whereas in these other things, like on Twitter, for the most part, people really keep it real, almost too real. Who do you like to follow on Instagram and why? Because you are such a good curator. Such a good question. Okay. So I, my number one favorite person on Instagram, I, I've never met her, but her, her um, handle is things I bought and liked. And what I love oh. about her is that first of all, she's like, I think over a million followers. I'm clearly not, okay. she's not like an undiscovered jewel, but she finds anything from beauty products to like Amazon things to like, I just ordered like a, a travel purse that she recommended from Amazon for like 40 bucks. That's like neoprene and like good for like bringing to the beach. Um, she tests, and this is what I love about her. By the way, that's going to get me in trouble. That, oh, that she gets, I buy everything she says. And you know what else? <laughs> Jenna, she's always right. She has never one time steered me the wrong way. Always right. I love it. Okay. So that's called things I, what is called it? Things I bought and liked. I think it's like things.i. bought and liked. But she, okay. what's great about her is that she buys everything. So she sent nothing for free. She right. does not do hashtag ad. She does have affiliate links. I mean, listen, she should make some money from this. I'm not like anti yeah, influencers yeah, yeah. making money, but like yeah. one of those influencers who are like hashtag spawn every single day. And I'm like, I don't believe anything you're saying. Like she's buying right. these, she has a whole job as like a lawyer. Like like husband and children, and she just buys all these things and does the work and tells you what works and she tells you what doesn't work. And it's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, I'm definitely following that. I'm definitely following that. Trust her. Yeah. And I'm really trusting you on this one because no pressure. Yeah. Your content is, I'm like, I need to know who she's following. So, my friend Andrea Laventhal, I don't know if you know her, but she is hilarious. Um, She's a beauty person, she's a beauty um, and fashion director at People. But, and she does, she shares some beauty content, but I feel like she's like me. Like she also shares a lot of, you know, a grab bag of other unrelated things. Any other Instagram account before I go Instagram off this? Oh, there's one, I think it's called like meal prep on fleek. This is so random, but like they have like oh. different, like just like meal prep. I don't know. Weirdly, that's like a, like a, you know, that's a topic I'm into. And what else? Farm Are you a cook? Medium. Like I've actually, okay. that's a, that's a, that's a habit that I've picked up or whatever, like a hobby I picked up during the yeah. quarantine. Like I, I cooked a tiny bit before and I cook more now. I, I still love goop. I don't know. I guess I'm basic. I love, I love reading it. That's like a newsletter. I really do like make sure to read all the time. I loved the show the on show Netflix. The show was great. I wanted to I do it all of those minute. things. Me too. I, I still, I was, did you do the cold Wim Hof shower? Wim Hof? So I signed up <gasps> to do the Wim Hof. Up by me, there's a guy that takes you into a frozen. He's yeah, a yoga wow. teacher. And I signed up. And then the day that I was going to, it was right after I saw this goop thing. And I was like, I yeah. have to Wim Hof myself. Yeah. And right after I did it, like signed up that day, it was like 14 degrees. And I said to him like, when we come out of the water, 
Cause we were, it was like in the middle of nowhere. I was like, where do we go? Yeah. And he was like, there, well, there's a fire. And I was like, no, that's not going to work. That no, is not, unless degrees. there's a cabin. Well, a heated like no cabin. I wonder what they did on the show. <laughs> I I, I think in the show they went into like the lodge. I think you're right. Yeah. But I thought that show was amazing. Me I too. wanted to do all of it. Same. I really wanted to do ones. all of it. Yeah. Yes. I'm I the wanted- dream I'm the target I'm the target demographic for that kind of stuff. Amber, thank you so much for being here. Tell everyone how they can find you, stalk you, things you want to plug. This is your moment. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was a wonderful conversation. I feel like I could talk to you you all day. Um, Thank you. You too. Thank you. People can follow me on Instagram at rouge underscore one eight eighteen, like the number. She is um, a must follow. Thank you. And they can follow me on Twitter with, with my other handle <laughs> at Glamber and it's Glamber with no E, G-L-A-M-B-R. And that's it. All right. Amazing. Amber, thank you so much for being here. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.